Welcome to another episode of Cruz Azul Analysis, the podcast. I am joined with Ivan. Go ahead, what's Ivan. Up, say what's, what's up, up people? I'm with uh, Ellie, better known as LMD, Lo Mejor de Cruz Azul. Good evening, guys. Glad to have you guys on board. So the first topic of the night, oh, before anything, <laughs> your host, uh, Jesse. And uh, all right, like, let's. Let's get it started. So the first thing we're going to touch up on tonight is um, what we all listen to right now, the the angry fans outside the hotel at the Kudasasu's concentration. So what do you guys thought? We need to see more of that, dude. I want to see them rush La Noria again like, like years ago when they broke in and they were yelling at the players and that Corona and all that. You guys remember that? Good times. We need more of that, dude. I applaud it. I I think I agree with 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 Eli. Um, I think that people are just fed up, man. It, it it's uh it's almost a a mockery. They're making a mockery of us. Um, it's evident on the field, off the field. We are we are the people who have to suffer, and we're frustrated. If I lived closer to there, I probably would have done the same thing. I've you get me? We've tried to be nice and it obviously hasn't got gotten through. So what they're doing, revolting and doing the banners, um, that's we could tweet all we want. They're not gonna see that being out there and see and putting it in their face, they're gonna see it. You get me? We're we're we're, we're making sure of that. So I, I think it's it's okay. Oh, Simoli was seeing our tweets. When he was around, you guys remember in the interview, he was like, "Oh, I read the tweets, blah blah blah," but they're like, "Whatever, they're they're not they're not coaches or anything, they're just fans." And it's like, "Okay, bro, but the results speak for themselves, don't they?" Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how or who runs like the the Cruz Azul like Twitter page, but I do understand that they don't give a crap about what we're replying, you know, but the people that we need to see the tweets are the coach and the players. This coach Reynoso said he doesn't have social media, which I find it hard to believe. Maybe he doesn't have an official social media. You get me like, but no one in this world nowadays doesn't have social media. That's bullshit. He, he, he has to have social media. So I don't know. We've been taking out our frustration through tweets and maybe some Instagram comments, but actually going there and doing something about it is something that I think is is the right thing to do right now, right at this moment. You know, it's 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 enough. Enough is enough. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping more people, like obviously social distancing and wearing a mask and everything, safely. But I'm hoping more people like are there. You know, so that we're fed up that these results can't keep happening that we can't just, we're not going to sit here and just watch them, let them do whatever they want, go out and party while wearing the badge. 
and because they don't care we, we we gotta you know we gotta show it to them that we're not happy so what do you guys think that the the pre before that so the player's walking to the bus he's getting ready for the game and he just sees like an angry mob of people just screaming shittery at them you know like uh, how do you guys think like mentally like like honestly like i think i think players like like Gata, players like baka they're not mentally prepared for for an impact like that you know like you you, you see yesterday's performance and you just think about it and you're like like these fans really get to them you know but yeah they're not they still they don't, don't care they're not leaders they're not born leaders they're not gonna like tell everyone like all right guys we messed up we got we gotta do better you know i guess that's corona's job since he's the captain but it's hard to be a captain when you're in the goal the whole time and all the players are just doing their thing i don't know if you guys listened to the commentators last night but they were saying that Nobody at all was was yelling. Nobody was putting order onto the team. Not the coach, not Corona, not Baca, nobody. They said everyone was kind of just quiet. You get me? I think it's, uh, we obviously need a leader. It can't be Corona because like like Eli said, he, he's back there in the goal. Like he, he can only re- scream so loud, I guess, or he can, I don't know. He's not on the field, you get me? In a sense. And even as a captain, like, He's gonna end up. He was always getting in fights. Like if Nawel tells him something, he's gonna walk up there and like get in his face. You know, he's not gonna like tell him like, "Hey, chill, we got this." Like, you know, like we. This it's times like these. It's where like I miss Torado as much as I hated hated him. Like at the in the last moments of his career with us, we need a player like Torado, like captaining the squad, like in the middle. You know, like taking charge. Cause Baca is not. Baka just runs, dude. If he, you, he, he, all he does is pass the ball back. No, nah, you know what? I've actually been impressed by Baka's last few games. Honestly, like, because maybe it's because Yotun and Rivero are so ass that they actually make Baka look <laughs> decent. Yeah. Yotun, Yotun, seriously, dude, is fucking trash. You see that free kick we had and he just threw it to shit? You saw that? That was embarrassing, dude. Do they not they, practice? They, dude, it's like they, I'm sure they practice it, obviously, but when they're practicing it, they're getting defended by Kata. Like, everything's going to work when you're practicing with Kata. Like, oh, I just did this and it worked because you're doing it against Kata. Try that against anyone else in Liga MX. They're not going to freaking just sit there and let you do it. Yeah, and mostly, like, I... We're, we're talking about social media and all that impact, you know, like, I think the fans are frustrated, you know, I think we're, we're more than tired of seeing like all these Instagram stories about the team getting ready for practice. Like, what's the point of you guys getting ready for practice? If what you guys do in practice, you guys aren't elaborating it on the field. It's, you see, <laughs> you see plays like Yotun, who can't even lift the ball up in a real 90 minute game but you see him in practice shooting shots like he's David Beckham you know like what what more Dude, in, you in practice you see them doing chilenas and everything to try and score but then in game they can't even get the ball they can't even kick the ball right to get it just to not go over the pole you know 
they just bang it and it just goes over or it doesn't even get to them like dude i hate i hate remembering like older older players that they didn't work but they worked for how they were used like jimmy lozano he just made tito via top goal scorers because of his centers that's it you didn't need him to have like five star skill moves or anything or to have the pace or anything he did what they 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 worked with his talents with that left foot they made him drive send the ball to tito via and they made him score now you don't even have like a decent like crosser like cabecita can't take corners and they still try it neither does Yutun, neither does alvarado or not even aldrete dude dude we don't even have somebody to to shoot the free kicks ever since Chaco, we don't have somebody that's like yo all right here you're taking this free kick because it's a 90 percent chance that you're gonna score you know, nobody, it's always somebody, Rivero, ever since Rivero came, he's tried that shot and he never, he's never made it, dude. He's never fucking made it. And they still give him the ball every fucking time. I mean, if we're going to have Valdrete, might as well have him take it because at least he's, you know, scored free kicks. Yeah. He's, you would think he can give a good cross and we know he can, but he's just out of it, dude. Everyone's out of it. Elias <laughs> went in yesterday you no, dude like no Who knows? We'll, touch up, we'll touch up on it right now we'll touch up on it right now so my next question is the polemica so jonathan rodriguez was caught up on on twitter by a, one of the users at a little gathering with uh alcoholic it's beverages lady, what are you friends. what are you guys thoughts on that i think that you know, he's probably feels like he's accomplished something already in the sense that he feels like confident in himself that I can go out and do this and still play well tomorrow because I have that that um, skill level. And I'm not saying this is his first time doing it. I, I, you know, he probably could have done it many times and still went out and scored two goals the problem is that someone recorded it the problem is that he did it during one of the worst moments in recent Cruz Azul history just in in general this is not the time to be doing that you give me um not when we're not at the top of the table not when we're not losing the fucking Santos and you know like and not when we just came from losing a 4-0 lead where you didn't do shit about it or not when we just came from losing a fucking uh, an American team an MLS team and you didn't do shit about it that now's not the time to be partying you give me as much as you have the skill to do it and go out on the pitch the next day and score two three goals with social media with cell phones in everybody's hand it's just not the time and place to fucking do that when you're part of Cruz Azul dude he he pulled up in his Cruz Azul like kit thinking no one would see him <laughs> pimping he was pimping just so you, just so you guys know the resellers are are revaluing that that's the the new hot commodity right have. now yeah. good thing I already have mine you guys, can't see, you guys can't see it, but none of us are wearing our Kurasu merch this time. Last week, we were all wearing our jackets or our shirt you or whatever. <laughs> this time, dude, this time we're not wearing any any Kurasu merchandise. We're just, we're not feeling it. We're not feeling it anymore. We love displaying them, you know, and showing them off, but we're not, we don't, we're not feeling wearing them right now, you know? I don't, I don't doubt 
Cabecita's skill or um, quality at all. I don't doubt it. We've seen what he can do, and we know every player goes through a phase like this. Do you get me? I get it. But, like, he's just, um, he wasn't careful. Do you get me? He's out there taking pictures with people at the party and shit. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, it's not the time. Like, you're going to get caught up. I honestly, dude, I was hoping he would have scored yesterday. So this, so we could have kind of just kind of brushed, brushed this, under, yeah, brushed it under the carpet. Like, yo, you know, well, what are we going to tell him? He still came out and scored, but no, he didn't. He, he, he had a bad game. I think everybody had a bad, only fucking Jaibet had a good game, dude. And Orbeli was having a good game. And they took those fuckers out. I don't know. What do you guys I don't think Orvelin, Orvelin and Piojo and Cabecita to an extent didn't play good because you can, you know they didn't play good just because of the chances Santi had because the other ones are supposed to give him the ball and how many times did Santi get the ball to have a chance to short to, to score we had what two shots on target all game like that tells you something that the crosses aren't making it they're not good they're not not like It'll make the Santi good enough for him to even have a good shot to even shoot it on target, let alone score. Like, we had two shots out of what, 12, 12, 20? No, 12, I forget. 12 attempts. Wow. Puebla had three shots and they scored one, and that's all they needed. Well, we couldn't even, we just had the two on target. Like, it's still, we're, there's still no connection there between Alvarado and Orbelin. Alvarado for sure, dude. He does not have the maturity to like keep this like going. Like the team's down, so he just falls with it. Like he doesn't show anything different to make him get up and be better, be different. He just disappears. He just, I th- I think that those players um, unfortunately got infected with whatever type of mentality runs throughout Cruz Azul's players after that 2008 final where they lost. Cause that 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 season was it, dude. Alvarado was top of his game. Elias was, you would have thought he was 20, 27 or something. You get me? And and they were, dude. After that loss, it's kind of like those dude, those two players specifically, like, just disappear. Like they're, I think they're just in their head. They're they they've taken that defeat to heart, and they're kind of like bummed about it. Cause Alvarado, as much as I want him to be good. He's young. Elias at least is old and he has some sort of excuse. Alvarado just do nothing. And, and you know what, what pisses me off the most is when you have like Elias, Alvarado play 22 shit games and they're going to come back and, and, and score on one game and they're going to and they're going to talk about how Oh, they shut up everyone. They shut everyone up. Like, yeah, motherfucker, you've been asked for 10 games. Like, I would hope you would score a goal. You get me? Because I remember Alvarado was, like, really trash, like, just as much as he is right now. And then he he scored two goals in one game. I don't know if you guys remember that. And then um, uh, I, I forgot against who it was. But, like, on Instagram, I think it was Lobo's like, Boap. I think it was Lobo's Boap. But a couple, like, yeah, like a couple seasons ago, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and and after that like his girlfriend on instagram was like going like oh yeah you know uh we're talking about this how everyone hates on you and shit like that i'm like score two goals against lobos <laughs> come on man he alvarado peaked i think it was in 2018 
when he was on the selection and there was rumors that there was like United scouts looking at him, you know? Ever since then, ever since ever since our players go to make to play for the selection, Croazul they disappear. It's in my opinion. Like with Bioho and Romo to an extent, because in Mexico Romo in my in my opinion he plays really good. And then Croazul they don't they don't, you know, he doesn't play to his full potential because our coach doesn't know how to get the most out of him. You guys know what I mean? Well, yeah, I don't know is Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Like I don't I don't understand how Romo went from the dude that we seen in in the semifinal first leg to what he is now. You get me? I thought I swear to God that I thought Romo was like he has to be our new number 10. After that game I was like this guy this guy is going to give us the night like he he he's Mexican he's you know midfield he's putting the team on his back he's defending he's up there attacking scoring goals he had everything to become the new idolo you get me and so i don't know it just went downhill from there and we're here when our leaders Cata and Corona are the leaders when they fall when their mentality dips and they struggle everyone else struggles because they're not they don't know how to get the team back up the coach certainly doesn't because the whole squad right now is like their morale is like like hitting the on floor the ground because yeah it's on the ground yeah because everything so, we saw against you know tigres or in the first leg against pumas that's gone like we had alvarado and orbelin like on the bench like messing around because the vibes were good you know we were up 4-0 and then once everything once the shit hit the fan our coach didn't know how to bring him back like that's something that keeps happening all the time like our coach doesn't know how to bring our players back they don't know how to get them mentally prepared to make a comeback to come back and you know play like how they were playing like once their the quality goes down like our games go down we start losing points we start losing games then So we have to make drastic changes just to get them back up. Like once we peak, like we can't get back up. Like once something bad happens, like our coaches don't know how to bring them back. Like and it's really frustrating because like you we know what you guys can do. You can score four on Pumas, you can score three on Tigres, but you can't. Like you you miss you make a mistake and then you guys don't know what to do. Like I don't get it, man. It's the whole mentality thing. We need like psychologists there or something well, because they don't. Actually, like they were, they, that was actually one of the big topics this week. So they were talking about how in Cruz Azul we don't work the mentality, but during Pedro Caixinha's term, they were uh, working with a, a psychologist uh, goes by the name of Bernardo Angulo, and he was pretty much like their their mentality coach. You know, like they. They worked on coaching a lot, you know, like they were trying to change that Man. negativity around. But honestly, like in my point of view, I think when you've got players like Corona, who's lost a final to America three times, and then all of them embarrassingly, he just hands them the trophy. And then we have a, a player like, uh, honestly, like as much as, Casa Dominguez has played over how many games has he played? Like over 600 or 500 games with the team. But to <laughs> yeah. me, like that doesn't that doesn't help you when you're one of the biggest losers on the team 
You Lost, Clausura 2008, Apertura 2008, Apertura 2009, Clausura 2013, that deadly final versus America. And then you go ahead and you lose another final versus America. So that's five finals. That's the kind of mentality that we need to wipe out of Cruz Azul. Unfortunately, they've been able to stay at the club, you know, and I recognize that when they've been up for it, they've been up for it. They've done marvelous things. But to me, like, if you tell me, do you want a guy that plays for your clubs? <laughs> 600 games or do you want a guy like Marcone who was here for 23 games but he killed it he literally almost handed us the trophy I mean he literally yeah. handed the trophy to America what do you mean yeah. <laughs> do you get me I've been I Corona for that just saying no, I've been Corona dude. how the, how he's not the one that lost the ball come on bro why would he just give the ball right there you could have just banged it forward He's Marcone. Does he have the capacity to shake off one guy? Yes or no? That's what. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So why I give it to my? He's not giving it to Gata that can't take his own shadow. He's giving it to Marcone. You give me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> open up old wounds now. I know. How about, no, how about but... we touch up on um, on uh, Puebla? Is that is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. We, we went out versus Puebla. Unfortunately, as we all know, we lost 1-0. Uh, we, went, we started out with uh, Corona, Escobar, Reyes, Cata, Jaime. And in the midfield, we had Rivero, Baca, Yotun. And then we had uh, on our wingers, Alvarado, Santi, and Orbelin. Uh, where, what are you guys' thoughts on that starting 11? What was your guys' thoughts when you guys saw it? Well, obviously, the big surprise, Cabecita missing. I was like, okay. Um, I was not happy with Yotun. I was not happy with Alvarado. I was not happy with Jaibet, honestly, when I saw the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. As the game um, developed, obviously we started losing really early. Uh, I think, like I like I mentioned earlier, I think Orbelin and Jaibet were doing really well. That's probably the only two that I could, um, I could really think of off the top of my head that I I could actually say had a good game in my opinion, but I think that there is a question, not really a question more. It's kind of like the, the obvious elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. And I would like your guys' opinion on this about Santiago, Santiago Jimenez. He's a striker. Um, I think it's about time that we start demanding goals. He's, he's, he's played enough. If, if Santiago Jimenez wasn't who he was and he was some south american that we would have brought as a striker what would the people have said by now with his rendimiento yeah there would be there would be a lot of criticism on him and i mean i I understand what you mean uh personally i i thought he did a a fairly decent game but i like it's like the same thing as milton caraglio if you're not scoring goals as much as we want to like you know, like that, it's a very Latin term for like support you, you know, um, mm-hmm. as much as if you're not scoring goals, it's going to turn yourself around, you know. I'm going to be a little bit biased because I like Santi, but he can't, he can only, he can only do so much if he can't get the ball. Like if Alvarado can't give him a 
pass at all and he can't you know he can't have his chance to score granted yeah he has his, he always has his misses where he he chickens out and he kicks the ball like too high or whatever too hard but he he i see that you, you guys have seen it he has to come back down and work his way back up with the ball but even then like he's by himself most of the time so he has to come back get the ball and then he runs forward no one's with him but when he's up up front waiting for a ball, he never gets the ball because for one, Yotuna Valado can't give a center to save their life. So I can't blame Santi. Granted, yeah, if he was an extranjero, I'd be mad at him and want him out. But what I see is he just doesn't get the ball. And there's a problem with, obviously, again, the coaching and the tactics and how Not- a star all plays because he doesn't get the ball. Like, like, I don't think Arbelin played that good of a game, in my opinion, neither did Piojo and Yotun, because we're not scoring goals, and Santi can't do it by himself, so the wingers, and the wingers aren't there to give him a ball to score, or they're not scoring, and they're, I don't know, it's a mess, in my opinion. I think that that's, um, that has nothing to do with it, in a sense that he should be, you know, self-conscious of, of what position he's playing, and if it's not getting to him, he needs. It's like he's he lives the the forward, the striker lives, makes his whole career off of scoring goals. If you're not getting the ball, you need to go get it, or you need to open up. There's Marcarte, and, and let me tell you something else that I noticed. Santi is a big dude. He's a tall dude. He he's strong. He looks strong. Yeah, every time he gets touched, he drops. He's tall, and tell me. How many times does he show up on corner kicks rematando? Never, never. He doesn't know how to move. That's his problem. No se sabe desmarcar, and he doesn't know how to move. He's not hungry for goals like that. Somebody who was hungry for goals, they'd find... Look at Guignac. I remember you could probably find old tweets of me when Santi was playing with the sub or whatever, and you saw the way he behaved in those games, I compared him to Guignac. I was like, dude, this guy has the same physical mass as Guignac. He moves like somebody of that style. I want to see him on the first team because if he could do this, we're going to have a beast on our hands. And it hasn't been the case. I don't know if he's nervous or the fact that he's playing with, you know, a top level of the Mexican league or what it is, but... He, he's scared. He's he, he's not hungry for goals, dude. You could see it in him. So how do you fix this? That's what I'm... How... Okay, honestly, I was talking with my dad about this last night. I think the best option would be for him to leave Cruz Azul. Like, it's, he would probably go to Pachuca and be a titular. And without the pressure of Cruz Azul, you know how it is in Cruz Azul. Start scoring goals. And then... Um, Establish himself as a, as, a, as a good player in, in Liga MX and then come back to Krasul. I wouldn't give him up that easily. Maybe, I mean, I'm guessing you're thinking about like a loan, loan him out for a bit and bring him back. But what I was thinking is don't just have him up front by himself, put Cabecita like right behind him or, you know, vice versa, switch him around because we need someone to play the giving goes with, with Santi. Or, you know, to give him the ball, like, from the last half of the field. Because the wingers are too far away. Baca can't give a freaking assist to save his life. Neither can Yotun. And Romo's injured, so who knows how long that's going to last. Yeah, so pretty much, um, 
I agree with all with all you guys are saying. I think that Santi has potential. You know, like he's he's a quality striker. But like Ivan said, you know, if you're not scoring goals, you're not helping yourself. And in Cruz Azul, what we need right now is goals. When Cabecita is not there, he needs to be the one in charge. It, it happened with Caraglio. Like they they let go of Caraglio so they could give playing time for Santi. So if Santi isn't like uh, aprovechando his minutes, then I don't know how much longer we could have him as a starter. You know. But right. True. Enough, uh, I mean, we're we're pretty reluctant to even put in canteranos as it is that aren't like the big ones like Santi. Um, well, actually, I was uh, I was actually about to touch up on that. So. Yesterday was a uh, was a special day for us. We actually had four canteranos on the pitch, so we started it with El uh, Cata Dominguez, <laughs> Santiago Jimenez, Josué Reyes, and uh, Javier Jimenez. So we had uh, those four as our canteranos starting from the starting eleven. But uh, pretty much, let's just start getting into the game yesterday. I think that unfortunately it was a uh, Another great night for us. Uh, Azul, like they say, sin pie ni cabeza. We didn't have uh, no creative ideas up front. I think the little, the little bit I saw, I felt that, I felt that uh, Santiago Jimenez was possibly like one of our best players on the pitch. Even though we're we're bashing on him right now, or being more <laughs> constructive, even though we're being more constructive, but. I thought he was like one of our best players, but pretty much for just in case, like if you guys didn't watch the game, uh, I thought we started good in the first seven minutes with a lot of possession of the ball. As soon as Puebla would go and get the ball, Cruz Azul would go and pressure. Unfortunately, at minute eight, Javier Jimenez throws a, a really bad throw in that Puebla ends up recovering and they start transitioning the ball to their goalkeeper. Anthony Silva, and then they send along like this peje towards their striker, uh, Santiago Ormeño, who I honestly, I thought we did a good job uh, closing him out, even though he was linked to Cruz Azul. I don't think Ormeño was uh, a player for Cruz Azul. I don't know what you guys think, but um, and then from that play, uh, Omar Fernandez, I know Ivan like, likes this player, Omar Fernandez. I think that I, I, I like him as well, but I just don't think he's a player for Cruz Azul, but he ends up doing the 1v1 with uh, Juan Escobar. And then, unfortunately, Escobar doesn't press hard enough for him to recover the ball. And then uh, a little ball that gets into Cristian Tabo and he just pushes it in, you know? And then Manos Wangas, Chuy Corona doesn't... Uh... But honestly, I blame the pitch, though. I honestly think that the field was a little wet and that might have been one of the reasons why, like, it did that effect of the ball, but that's no excuse when you're almost 40 years old and you've been through what you've been through as a goalkeeper. That's no excuse. Honestly, I think, I hope that hopefully soon we, we do a change in the goalkeeper because Corona, I'm not seeing it anymore. And I don't, I don't know if you guys saw, but his wife tweeted or posted on her Instagram story about like something about Chivas. Like when he was in no. the Libertadores, and um, oh yeah, I saw that. 
And then uh, Carlos Cordova was uh, like one of the renowned uh, Mexican journalists who uh, said that he'd been wanting to leave for a year. So uh-huh. if he's been wanting to leave for a year, but obviously he's not going to take the pay cut, but he's still here, you know? So we're kind of like, it's like we're holding him hostage. Honestly, dude, Corona and Kata are like that toxic girlfriend that you can't get rid of. That's always bringing up like their hardships from the past and dragging you down with them. And like nah, the best thing to do is just like cut them out, you know, like get rid of them, be free, and then you can flourish and be happy. Cause it would it would be the best. We need we need, we need the younger younger blood and bringing fresh new ideas with more energy, more agility, you know. All right, then. So at minute thirty, um, I don't know if you guys saw when uh, there was a one v one in the air. And uh, Segovia, like, literally scratches the shit out of Santiago Jimenez. Ends up leaving him, like, a black eye. I, I thought I thought the guy was... That was reckless, you know? Like, so unnecessary. Like, And honestly, throughout the whole game, I saw Puebla was playing aggressive. Even from the kick, the kickoff, Tabo goes and he crashes into Santi and drops him, like, in the first second of the game. And I think the, the ref didn't really help us either, you know? He was very young. Favoring Puebla's They were doing that to get us to uh, give away those easy fouls like we always do. They foul our players and the players like get freaking upset and they try to like foul them back, you know? Then that's when we get caught up in the fouls and we get players carded and the referee doesn't help, obviously. But, you know, our players don't keep the level head or the cool head. Like as soon as like they start kicking, we try to kick back. Like they, they kick us, but not as like as bad as when we kick them back. And that's when we get caught up in the fouls. And that's when we lose control of the games, you know? Yeah, I think that's the way it should be, though. Honestly, we need to play just as hard as they play against us, in my opinion. Um, it, it just kind of shows it's a it's a contact sport, and you can't be getting punked on the field. The ref, the ref is eventually going to have to start handing out yellows, and it, that'll probably calm stuff down, but... We can't. I would like to see more aggressiveness from the players. I think that if they could um, project their frustration out just as well, you know, on the pitch, because this is a smart way to do it, though. Well, that's true. I'm not saying get red carded, but I mean, play just as hard. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think that we give up stupid fouls and we get stupid cards. You know, like there's um moments in the game where we're reckless you know like why well, why not play smart but that's a, that's another story so pretty much um we we went losing 1-0 at halftime and then Cabecita came in for um he ended up coming in for Orbelin I thought Orbelin was doing a pretty good game uh it wasn't his best game, but I think he might have a, like a little knock, and that's maybe why the reason that they took him out. So, but honestly, they went from a four three three to end up playing like a four a four four one one. So it was like giving Cabecita a role like in the behind Santi. So Santi was like the main man, but they would kind of like switch off. I don't know if you guys noticed that there was moments where Cabecita se botaba to like the left and 
Santi would like get more like on the right side. But honestly, I thought that the two linked up very well. Uh, giving them a little bit more playing time together, I think they'll they'll be able to do a lot better. But honestly, he, Juan Reynoso he did a really good job this time when we we criticized him last week about the whole you got to do the subs, you know, early. I think Ivan touched up on that. Eli touched up on that. I touched up on that. You can't be doing subs at 90th minute, you know, like that's useless. So pretty much this time we ended up putting um, Elias for Alvarado at the 59th, Misael for Hybrid at the 67th, Shaggy for Rivero at the 82nd, and Aldrete for Escobar on that same one. I think from the minute that 60 to like minute 73 or 75 I thought Cruz Azul played better than Puebla and we had chances to like score a goal but we just didn't score it and there was a clear play in which Cabecita takes on like I think three players he gets into the middle and then he ends up hitting it like really really like high so the ball does like the effect towards the stand but let me hear your guys opinion you know like enough of me Let's hear what your guys' impression of the game was. Obviously, we touched up a little bit on the poor decisions on doing the the free kicks. Honestly, I don't. I can't remember off the top of my head one clear chance or goal that we had. We there was a, a there was a little section of the game that we dominated. We had possession. We were going up and we were out and around. You know outside of the box trying to cut in but we never had clear clear chances of goals you get me the most clearest one was that one in the first half with Orbelin uh kicking it towards the side but besides that I don't think we had any chances in goal there's a really um worrying lack of idea up front um these last two games we lost by one goal which isn't too bad. I mean, a loss is bad, but the fact that they've only scored one goal on us each game, you know, that's normal and that's not bad at all. The problem is up front. We we, we don't know what the fuck's happening up front. Like, you know, that's why that's why you got that's why I said earlier it's about time. We know Cabecita has dropped this level of playing considerably. That's why I think it's time that we start demanding. Santi, you know, to, to score, to he, he's the other forward we have, you know, it's not just Cabecita's job, we have other strikers. Well, I want to mention the one positive I can think of from the game was Misael. Like, he went in and he instantly broke like players' lines, he got through the midfield and made it down the wing. He's still, you know, obviously, he's, he doesn't have the uh, the, phys- the physicality and all that in the strength and the height. But he can break through the lines. He can break their ankles, you know. The thing is, we're still not uh, finishing those plays, you know. Like, he, he can create the chances and all that, but, like, we're still not scoring, obviously. Like, Yeah, I, I've always liked, and I think not just me, I think most people have always liked those type of players like Misael that can kind of give you a show and, you know, like Chelito, Joao Rojas, you know, players who can be defended by two people and still take them on. Not like Yotun, that as soon as someone gets in front of him, he passes the ball back. You get me? Like 
if that was the case, you could pay me to do that. Fuck, I'll take half of their salary. Put me on the pitch. Give me the ball. And as soon as somebody gets it from, I'll just pass it back to Baca. I'll pass, you know, that's what he does. You can't, that's retarded. We need, we need somebody who can play soccer and go around. They're in practice going around fucking cones like nothing, but they can't do that shit on the pitch. I'm guessing the uh, coaches are the ones that don't like that. Everyone else does because we know it, we we can we know it'll can work in our favor. But obviously, the, I guess the coaches don't like it. They don't like the whole showboating thing. But because we play so stiff, we just pass the ball forward, divide the ball, and hopefully our player gets lucky and keeps the ball and retains it. Yeah, we, we don't like it, dude. I don't like that. Like the players that can break through their lines and give across, like we don't use that. Like Misal can do that, but we don't use that to like our advantage. Well, let Only me, like, what's up? Go ahead. I bet you anything. I want to make a bet right now that Misal starts next game. With the way things are looking, I agree with that. I guarantee he's going to start it. I'm not. Who knows what will happen, but. I'm sure he's gonna start. I think the coach, he know he knows that if he loses the third game in a row, it just imagine that we're gonna end up seeing Elias starting much. No, fuck no, because the only person that made a difference when they came in was Misael, and it's already two games that his starting lineup has, hasn't worked for shit. And he saw what Misael could do, and he's gonna want to save his ass. He's gonna put in Misael as starting. I I just know it. You want to bench uh, Piojo for that? I hope Piojo or Yotun or yeah, any of those dudes. Yeah, dude, I agree. Honestly, they haven't been working. They haven't worked for a while and, since the Tigres game. At that and point, Cabe- Cabecita isn't gonna play next game. That's for sure. So y'all gotta remember that. <laughs> yeah. So how about how about we we uh, take a little bit of our questions that. Well, not questions, but like the thoughts of our listeners. Uh, the user Ugarpe720, uh, he pretty much just let us know that like uh, his thoughts on the field was poor midfield. It's like they have no idea what to do when Romo isn't playing. They look so unorganized. Yotun was under level, really bad game from him. You know, I think we've touched up on that like many, many times already. And it's true, like we, we didn't have Pablito Aguilar, we didn't have uh, Romo, but I think that we're Cruz Azul. We can't be depending on like, like if this guy's here, this guy's there, you know, like I think that next game versus Pachuca and like I even said, if Juan Reynoso has to save his ass, if he ain't playing the right guys on the field, I I, I give him until La Fecha Ocho, like he said last time. Like I think he's, he's not going to make it till the end of the season if he doesn't get his shit together. Yeah, dude, I agree. Because the midfield doesn't push the team up at all, like whatsoever. Like Rivero and Baca, like they don't, they don't know how to push the team up. Like Baca can run all he wants, but he's gonna end up p- passing the ball back. That's one of the reasons we have like 85% pass accuracy, because we just pass the ball back once we, you know, get ourselves in a tangle. Like we just pass the ball back and then try again, go forward, pass the ball back, pass the ball back. We had what 550 passes that game with 85% uh, success rate, but none of them like did anything for us, like up front. While Puebla, uh, they had like 300. That's almost half half of all the passes we had and they won the game. Like we're not efficient. Like we can 
we can have a successful pass rate, but it doesn't matter if nothing makes to the front, nothing makes to the, to the strikers, and we don't score. Like, yeah, okay, Vaca has like a good pass rate, but because he passes the ball back all the time, dude. Like, he's not pushing the team up. He's not giving a, like a through ball to like Cabecita to, for him to score. He's just, you know, yeah. barely even. I don't know, dude. It's Vaca. Yeah, and so before we close out tonight's uh, episode, uh, pretty much we just want to say thanks to our listeners. You know, like um, you guys have like really shown a lot of support to us. Like as the as the page is barely starting up growing, you know, like we 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 read all your guys' messages, messages, and like personally, like I, I'm really touched by like everything you guys like have to say. I think you guys should. Uh, get more active like on our social media account you know like Cruz Azul analysis the podcast uh, it's Azul underscore podcast um, I think you guys should just share it to your friends you know like maybe you guys are driving and like you guys are like oh like I want to like like something to listen that's not like mainstream you know and also like just to close out uh, transfer rumors you want to touch already... on that Ivan you want to touch uh, on yeah. that I think that if we're going to start going for those South Americans and other leagues, we might as well call it quits this season because they're going to come in La fucking Jornada 10 by the time they get even allowed to play. Uh, they're going to play a couple games. They're going to get hurt, and they're going to sit out. They're... Dude, I've seen this so many times with Cruz Azul. It's We're going back to that era, you get me? It's... Dude, there's good players already established in the Liga. If if they should have they should have gone for somebody before you know that that closed up. Um, now it's too late. Um, if they're gonna go for someone outside of Liga MX, it's gotta be someone that's like established, someone that's like no miss. You know, definitely not gonna be a miss. Someone not your two million, three million dollar players like. It's going to be the same shit, man. I, I just know it. Well, we don't have the money for a player in Mexico that's already established because they already know how much they can make, especially off of a team like Rasul. So we're stuck with the uh, unknown South American players that, you know, they barely get their three meals a day. Then Rasul comes in throwing in, like, cheap money. They're going to be cheap players, so they'll take whatever, you know? They're going to come to Mexico and live that good life. That's why we're stuck with that cycle of like unknown South American players that, you know, that aren't going to like be here for more than two years. All right. So like one of the players that, that we're talking about is a, a defender goes by the name of Cano Brazilian 23 years old. Uh, I, as soon as I, I got his name, like on the radar, I went along and like, like, I went on Botafogo's, like, fan page and, like, stuff like that. Started talking to, like, some of the other fans. And they were telling me that he's a really, really good defender. And then today, um, Botafogo was playing Santos of Brazil. And I, I kind of just watched, like, a couple minutes of it just to see, like, Canu's style. I think Canu is very similar to Pablo Aguilar. I think he plays easy. He's... One of those players, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Pablo Aguilar, like, he gets the ball and he just tries to, like, send it forward. He never tries to, like, do one more than he should. So, I, I'm I'm thinking that if Canu comes, he's here to compete with Pablo Aguilar. Because I, I feel that 
unfortunately, Julio Cesar Dominguez Cata is not going to be out of the starting 11. And then also another name. And this one's I'm, I'm actually like kind of excited if they were able to close this name. It goes by Adolfo Geish. Adolfo Geish is one of the, well, he was one of the hottest properties in South American football. Uh, he played in San Lorenzo, was recently sold to Cano School for uh, 11 million euros. So not any team comes and pays that price for you for a player. Unfortunately, like uh, Ivan said, you know, like he's not coming in his best form. He's coming in a form where he scored one goal in Europa League in five games. And then in the league, he only had one assist in 11 matches. But he's very similar to Santiago Jimenez. I think they both like built the same way. Uh, Boca Juniors wanted him. I've seen reports that Genova is also looking for his services. So if Cruz Azul is able to close him, I think we... We got a player similar to Luciano Figueroa. I don't know if you guys remember Luciano Lucho. Uh, very similar player, both Argentinian. Both left to Europe young and then ended up coming to Mexico and he killed it. Unfortunately, he didn't stay long enough, but I think Adolfo Gaish could come and fill in some some goals for us. Well, if Boca Juniors is already in the uh, bidding war with us, then it's probably time to call it quits. You know, they're going to pay him with, with uh, Aguante and sacks of corn, you know. <laughs> and with the other dude, uh, I don't know, man. As long as you don't have another Ed Carlos, I'm, 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 I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, yeah, I mean, with that striker guy, I don't care how good he is. The The problem is... Is he going to come already when we're already fucking not even in the repechaje? You get me? He's going yeah, to make his debut in like the Tornada 12 when we have to win the last five games. Yeah, most definitely. I, I believe that like we're all right about that. Like players coming in at Tornada 12, Tornada 13, like barely like getting playing time. Like that's unacceptable by the board, you know? That's very unacceptable. But when we're talking about these, like, talents, I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? I think that giving them the chance to at least, like, like prove themselves, you know, like how Joaquin Moreno with uh, Pachi Carrizo and uh, Bellucci, Sergio Bueno never used them. And then they ended up playing. Oh, no they, one did. Yeah, exactly. But he never used them. So Do you I guys that, remember... Sorry, sorry, don't mean to interrupt, but I just got this thought in my head. Do you guys remember a player, Ronald Raldes? Yeah, Ronald Raldes, yeah. He came dude, in April, that's, that's he, my biggest fear, dude. That dude came in, like, what? In like, the April, another yeah. 15, 14 around there? Yeah. He played, like, two games, and he just dipped, like, at the end of the season. Like, what was yeah. that, dude? Bolivian, Bolivian yeah. defender, yeah. Yeah, he's a defensive player. Like, I think, I think, anyways. I think Cruz Azul, they need a... If they're going to go for people like that, like I would go for someone like Joseph Martinez. I would go for Gabigol, you know. Oh, Gabigol, of course. Yeah, very, very yeah, talented Brazilian striker. Yeah. Someone that you know what you're getting with. Like, yeah, if, you're gonna have, so, if you're, if you're going to have him come in for the last six games, 
And then, then don't make it a coin toss, see if it works or not. Get someone that you know is going to give results. Yeah, the thing I applaud about the, the board, at least, like if we're able to close both of these players up, I think that getting them on loan with an option to buy. So, okay, like we, we're not going to spend like the big bucks on them, you know? They have to prove their worth. If they're good enough, they get to stay. Similar to what happened with uh, Jorge Benitez. I don't know if you guys remember. Conejo Benitez. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was on loan from Olympiacos in Greece. And then uh -huh. uh, Cruz Azul had him on loan. And then they ended up buying him after like he proved that like, he could score goals. I think that season with Tomas Boy, he did pretty good. But he was that, dope. Ever when he cut his hair, it was over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so I um, think I just a just a just a closing comment because my shit's yeah, on two percent. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, why is it so wild to believe that if Querétaro was able to somehow bring Ronaldinho, how come Cruz Azul can't bring like Slatan? You get me? Why? Why not? He's past his prime, obviously. Money, dude. Money. What about Querétaro? They don't, they're, not, they're not willing to invest, dude. They're not willing to invest in that stuff, dude. It's dumb. Quer they have their investment like all Quer over the place. Querétaro brought Ronaldinho. Not they, have also, they, have that, they have that gambling money, dude. Ivan, I, I think just touching up on like what you were saying, uh, the, the other thing, like reason why players, they don't like to come to Cruz Azul is also like the city, you know, Mexico City, it's not the best place to live. They... They prioritize, like, a lot of players, they decide to go to Monterrey, you know? they they rather mm. live in a nice city than La Ciudad close, de Mexico, you close, know? There's a lot of Close to a first world country. Yeah, so that's another reason why a lot of players, they decide to go to Monterrey or they decide to go to Tigres, even though there's Stadio Willemiados, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for, for joining me today. Uh throw out those handles so they could contact you guys if they want to do hate messages or mentarles or alright well y'all could uh, follow me on twitter at the L spawn or you could follow me on instagram at perico suave and uh yeah tune in if you guys want to see some pretty garbage tweets just follow me on twitter at lmd cruz azul also known as la mejor cruz azul don't go on instagram because I don't use instagram at least not for that account but aside from that, that's pretty much all I got. Facebook's dead. Uh, Twitter will probably be dead soon if Trump, you know, does his thing. But anyways, glad you guys were able to, like, listen along all the way to the end. Uh, Ivan, I know your phone's about to die, so we'll I'll try to end it here. Jesse, take it away. Yeah, so thank you guys for joining us. Uh, go ahead and follow the page on Astul underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, Ivan, go ahead, throw out the handle for Instagram and have a great night. Okay, yeah, we're also on Instagram at Cruz Azul Analysis. Just like that. Just oh no, sorry, the Cruz Azul Analysis. Twitter <laughs> on Instagram at the Cruz Azul Analysis. Thank you guys. Drop a follow and send Ivan a message. Good night. And have a good night. All right. All right. We'll, later, be, guys. we'll be ready for that game versus Pachuca. All the right. win, hopefully. Oh, let's get that prediction before we close out. We 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 got to two one. We win. Right
<laughs> Optimistic. 2-1, we win. 3-1, we win. Doblete de Santi. I'm not hopeful. Our last three games that we played at Pachuca, we've got goleadas on us. 3-0, 4-0, and 4-1. So I'm not, I'm not hopeful. Screw it, bro. You, you can bet against the team. Screw it. Make some money while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you anything, that's the game they'll actually win. Probably, honestly. Anyways, start luck. All right. Good night, you guys. All right, later. Later, guys.